after days of frustrating technical issues and challenges, finally got that all figured out. Technical stuff, I like it, but sometimes I don't get along with it. Today, we're going to talk about why you got to throw out your traditional job profiles, your traditional approach, and take a different approach that'll make your life easier and as well as all of your staff. So listen in. Hi, this is Kirk Kinnear. I'm here to support leaders that know what it feels like to carry that heavy burden, who care about their staff and want to make an impact in the organizations they're leading. My commitment to you as a current leader is to give you company and to bring you to a place of leading lightly. When I started in senior management, I I went through all these courses on job profiles, through HR, a whole bunch of stuff related to that. And it became a very complicated process. It was something that would frustrate me as I was trying to just get my staff to do their jobs, but I would start adding these layers and it would just continue to get more and more confusing, more and more frustrating. After several years of trying all sorts of different things, I kept realizing that there were some consistent issues that no matter how I wrote these job profiles would keep coming up over and over and over again. The biggest issue that I would see is no matter how well I wrote these complex job profiles, I would end up with staff that would start to cover other staff's areas. Because what I was doing was unintentionally, I was overgeneralizing people's jobs. If you think through your organization at a very high and very simple level, you want to make sure that your staff are able to do their tasks, able to own their tasks, able to get recognized or dealt with for not doing their tasks. That's what they want. They really ultimately want ownership. What happens when you have complex job profiles with all of these layers, you're charged this and this and this, and all of this crossover, most of your staff end up kind of bumping into each other. They don't know what lane they're supposed to be in. This is common when you're starting in an organization. I can say for the organization I'm the CEO of right now, we're definitely at this spot. I've probably got about 70% of my staff know exactly what they need to do. Their job profiles are very clear. However, I also have about 30, maybe even 40% of the team where I'm still trying to figure out based on their strengths and what the organization needs, what items fit in their category. Now, here's something really important as you're working through this process in your organization. That is, do not, do not allow your staff to cross over, but do make sure that they're able to take over for each other's jobs. Does that make sense? You want your staff to be equipped to step in for one another so that they could be successful in their jobs. You also want your staff to be able to own their jobs. When you're thinking about job profiles, it's incredibly important to start thinking about it in kind of a, people used to think of silos. I've heard this term a lot. I heard it a lot when I was working at the university, but I'm not talking silos. I'm kind of talking about sandboxes and there's lines in the sand. So if you close your eyes and you kind of visualize this, you got to think through your organization, which people sit in which sandbox. Even people that have very similar tasks, whether uh, a good example is a front desk staff person, 
excuse me, um, one of those people, even if they're all have very similar tasks, make sure that you clearly define those tasks and then always, always, always include something that each one can own that's very different from the other. Because what does ownership do for your organization? Does it help you? You could have a committee come up with a great plan. And if you remember the the law, the 70% law, people will only ever be 70% ready without doing it. What happens in a lot of not-for-profit organizations is people will strive and strive and they'll come up with this amazing policy or this amazing document that helps support everybody thinking they're done and roll it out. And at its best, it could be 70, maybe 80% ready for the community. But if it doesn't continue to evolve, it'll never get to the place where it's a foundational document that everyone can lean in on. Everyone can step in and help each other do their jobs if needed. So the task here as a leader is to cover those generic jobs, but make sure that there are areas, critical areas for the organization's success that people own. They live and die by their success or failure in those areas. Does this make sense? It seems so simple, but you have to, as an organizational leader, come up with a strategy and a game plan to work your team into complete ownership of different areas while setting up systems and processes to allow other people to step in as needed. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, If you look at the pumpkin plan, I believe that's the book. um, They talk about how it's incredibly important for organizations to have people that are competent across different layers. This is important. You do not want to have one staff step out one day and nobody know what they do. I've experienced this several times. It does not help. So what you want is those foundational documents to get created and continue to evolve. So now here's how this all loops back in the end. When you're doing job profiles, you want some standard pieces in those job profiles around accountability and maybe responsibility, integrity, all of those aspects that you think are critical to your organization, especially your values, maybe your operational priorities, all of those pieces. If you have a board, the direction, the strategic plan, the board comes with you, don't recreate those wheels. Make sure that they're in there so everybody, everywhere they look, sees the same direction. So now you're making sure everyone's rowing in the same direction. Critical. Put those in. Don't spend too much time on them. If you have a board that's come up with them or your whole team has come up with them in a retreat or something, stick those in. There's your foundations, right? Remember, your mission is the mountain you're trying to climb. You might not see the top, so you're just defining the next peak that you think you can identify. Maybe that'll change. Your vision is what the world will look like when you get to the top. And your values are instrumental for how those individuals climb the mountains. They can be both restrictive and empowering, depending on what type of staff you have. Make sure those are in there. Then make sure you're generic if you have multiple people in the same role. So let's say it's a front desk attendant. You got 50 of them. Have them all in, but then have one thing that each one of them owns. The higher the level, the individual, the more things they own aside from their generic job. Give that ownership 
evaluate the document, give them a standard. For me, it's a one pager. If they don't, if it can't fit on one page, you don't know it well enough. So wrestle to get that to one page. That is your foundational document. It should answer 90 to 95% of the questions that come in related to that topic and let them evolve it over several years. They need to own it because what happens is you come up with great ideas, you roll them out, and then if you don't own it, you eventually, it, it, it becomes irrelevant over a period of time. So if they own it, they're forced to keep it minimal down to one page or something like that. Then over several, a course of a few years, you will end up with foundational documents that make that task and that individual much more replaceable, even though they still own that task. Does this make sense? It's incredibly important as a leader of an organization to have all those pieces in place. Um, and then every year when you evaluate, you go over those foundational documents, you go over how that ownership working, you see if it's still something they need to own, or maybe you'll have another priority. Nobody in any organization can't say they don't have a few priorities. What this does for you as a leader is it makes sure that you have a checklist of all of the items that your organization needs to be successful. If you don't have that checklist, if you don't have an understanding, you got to work your way to that place. Once you get there, life will get much, much easier. So again, I hope this helps you. It is a different perspective, but make sure that every single one of your staff owns some aspect of your organization, no matter what layer they are in your organization. That way, your life gets easier, processes get better, and staff don't clash with each other as they're trying to serve the community. Thanks for listening. If you liked it, remember to subscribe. If you know other leaders who could benefit from Leading Lightly, feel free to share. For more resources, visit our website at leadinglightly.com.